are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. With you all on this Monday, day after the Pelicans win a surprising one, 120-103, blowing out the Los Angeles Clippers, one of the best teams in the league right now. Second time they've done that at home this season. Let's just spend the show talking about that because that was unexpected. There was a lot of good coming out of this. few things that I think are kind of fool's gold in this too. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app. Join me today, 6 p.m. Central to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So quick note on a couple of things before we jump into the 17-point win over the Los Angeles Clippers. I've been told there's some issues with Apple Podcasts and iTunes updating the show on the feed. So if that's where you normally get the show from and are missing episodes or things like that, that there, there's an issue on their back end that's affecting a lot of podcasts. Try giving um, another app, Spotify or any of those other ones you want, um, a go to get the podcast because they have it out there. So um, you'll, you'll be able to find it wherever you search. It's not missing. It's just kind of weird on Apple right now. All right, so it was a 120-103 win over the Los Angeles Clippers. Second time this team has blown out the Clippers. They did it back on March 14th as well. Another um, 20-plus point victory then. This one with the Clippers being one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Coming into this one, they had won 11 of 12. They were 19 and 5 since the All-Star break. It's a freaking good team. A team that might have a chance to push for a top seed, the top seed in the Western Conference. And they just got smoked last night. The Pelicans absolutely smoked them. There's another way to put it. Like this was a pretty big ass kicking. And it had a lot to do with New Orleans coming out and wanting to play and putting the disappointment of that San Antonio Spurs loss behind them and then coming out and trying to take care of business. You saw it from Zion Williamson. No one had to play too much in this one and everyone was kind of sharing things around. He was 8 of 11 for 23 points on the night. 5 assists. Again, free throw shooting a problem. 6 of 11. That's 55%. But overall, still his dominant self. No one had an answer for him. And you see him by the way, which I kind of like from him, getting at the refs a little bit more and learning to yell at the refs a little bit more and start to demand some of the respect from the refs that he's missing, been missing this year. He has, even though he gets a lot of calls. He should be getting more because he's getting into the paint more so than any other player. Brandon Ingram in this one, 17 points on 6 of 13 shooting, 3 of 5 from deep. He was fine. Five rebounds. uh, Sorry, seven rebounds, five assists. It's a very good, efficient night for the most part. You had Billy Hernan Gomez thrown into the starting lineup because Steven Adams wasn't there. And he came out and just gave you exactly what you needed. Solid minutes at the center spot, but nothing spectacular. 12 points for him, 10 rebounds. He was awesome. Three steals, too. He was just down low trying to score, trying to play a little beat, bit of defense, and just do what a center needs to do on this team, which isn't a whole lot. And don't get, don't get in the way too much. Then you had Lonzo Ball, 7 of 14, 3 of 9 from deep for 18 points on the night. Nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals. He was good. And then you get to the biggest thing to me. Eric freaking Bledsoe. Eric freaking Bledsoe in this game 
Uh, what? 18 points on the night. He, of all the starters, had the highest plus minus with plus 15. He did this in 25 and a half minutes of action. He was 6 of 13 from the field, just 1 of 4 from deep, but he made 5 shots actually attacking the basket, being a downhill scorer, which we haven't seen from him really at all this year. 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 steals, 1 turnover. Who the fuck is this guy? Who who was this Eric Bledsoe that we saw out there on the court last night? Helping the team, doing what it needed, drawing fouls, getting to the line. If he had been doing this all year, things might be different for New Orleans. Where the hell has this been? Watching him play this well in this game was so obnoxious because you just haven't seen it until whatever number game it is. And it almost makes me mad. You can hear it in my voice. This is when he decides to show up. In a game where everyone's actually contributing, right? And he doesn't really need to, I guess. They could have won this without him doing what he did. Look, I'm glad he did it. But this late in the season, when the Pelicans' hopes and dreams for the 10th spot are on life support, now he's given them a pulse. This win gave them a pulse in this one, right? Where the hell has this been all season long? It hasn't been. That's why we're marveling at this. They commented on the broadcast about it. We were talking on Twitter about it. It's been so evident that he's mailed in this season and then comes out and has a game where he's aggressive, drawing fouls, making plays. Get Miss me with this. Maybe it helps his trade value this offseason, but you're not going to, one game's not going to boost it. I'm going to be curious to see him over these final 11 games that the Pelicans now have. But where the hell had this been all year long? You almost want to give him a game ball, right? But at the same point, like, I don't want to give him anything based on the no show that he's done basically until tonight. I, I don't, I don't get it. Nice to see. Makes you wonder what could have been. By the way, the Pelicans are. 11 and 11 against the top 10 teams this season. They are 16 and 23 against the rest of the league. A lot of that's because Eric Bledsoe would have been nice to win a couple of those when you got both of your starters in the backcourt actually playing well instead of just one would have made a world of difference. So we'll get more into this game, particularly the defense on Paul George coming up here in a moment. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. They even have an Android beta version out right now. And once you're in, you're in, and you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. And I'm hosting rooms once a week. We're doing it today at 6 p.m. Central, normally Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central, but there's a game tomorrow. So today, Tuesday, 6 p.m. Central. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. It was a lot of fun last week. Looking forward to it this week. I got questions for all of you that I'm going to ask you, and you're going to get to come up and talk and maybe be on the show after that. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have the chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on Locked on Pelicans. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices and now in the Google Play Store, but for a limited time and only a limited number. So if you're on Android and have been missing out on these, go download the 
the app right now. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. You can follow me. It's at Nola Jake to be notified when my room goes live. Again, today, 6 p.m. Central. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Pelicans, Zion, and a whole bunch of things. See you there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insights and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the three-day live coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. All right, continuing to talk about the Pelicans' 120-103 blowout win over the Los Angeles Clippers. Make no mistake, this one really, really wasn't close. The Pelicans won by 17 in the end, but they were up by as many as 25, and they kind of just did whatever they wanted, and the Clippers didn't provide much resistance. They got 23 fast-break points. Perfect. Getting out and running easy buckets that way. They scored 50 in the paint. The Clippers had 34, so they outscored them significantly there. They had 16 turnovers, which you know what? It's kind of good for this team. I'll take it. And they managed to just get the victory. That's kind of what you want to see this team do. They got 32 points off the bench. Everyone kind of contributing. This was a big game for them. And they needed something like this, again, to give them a pulse when it comes to the race for the 10th spot, but also just that confidence of getting a win over a very, very good team and seeing if they can maybe carry some of this momentum over for the final 11 games that they have. What was good was shutting down Paul George and really throwing him off in this game. He played 24 and a half minutes. He scored nine points. He was three of 11 and one of six from deep. Three rebounds, three assists, and four turnovers. The Pelicans absolutely hounded him, and maybe they'll listen to the show, or maybe it was just the obvious thing, weren't going to let Paul George beat them, let anyone else do it, and see if those guys are capable of stepping up. And spoiler alert, they weren't. But Paul George hounding him like that was absolutely awesome, and the Pelicans should be lauded for this. And really, this comes down to two people. This comes down to... Lonzo Ball and Najee Marshall, who were given the job of guarding them, and they were great all game, staying in front of him, not letting him get uh, blow by them, and then realizing that if you can make his life a little bit difficult, you can at least then force him into some tough shots, which he took, and he thinks he's very good, so he wants to really take those shots and be that score, and when you're at least making his life harder, you can see he can have an off night. And the rest of the Clippers weren't capable of stepping up. Marcus Moore Sr. was 3 of 10 from deep. Reggie Jackson, 1 of 3. Rondo, 1 of 3. Nick Batum, 1 of 3. Patrick Peterson, 1 of 6. DeMarcus Cousins, remember him? 0 for 3. They forced, they took, this is what teams do to New Orleans, right? You, you double Zion, you take away Zion, you make him kick the ball out to these other guys and let them take shots. And... The shooters aren't great around Zion, so they normally don't convert, and the Pelicans lose the game. They have an off-shooting night, right? The Pelicans basically did that to Paul George. Double him, force the ball out of his hands, and let someone else beat you. And those guys didn't make their shots. The Clippers were uh, 14 of 45 from deep. That's 31.1%. The plan worked. Is there a little bit of luck involved in this? Yes. You know, I saw Jen Hale on um, the Bally's broadcast, which that Bally's broadcast, just everything about Bally Sports right now is terrible. 
besides the point and there's nothing we can do about that and it doesn't really matter i guess um but that broadcast not not the people but the quality of it and the issues that it has my god anyway jenna was talking about how you know at halftime or whatever it was the clippers were shooting 20 something percent in the teens let me see if i can pull the numbers up and see what they shot at half and i can they were three of 21 okay that's atrocious 14.3 percent you know, what were they doing right to to get in on those shooters? They weren't doing anything right. A lot of it was just luck and guys missing. And they she spoke to an assistant coach at halftime, and he basically said the same thing. He was like, look, there's some open shots that we were giving up, some by design, some not by design, and we were just hoping that they were going to miss. That's not particularly good defense, right? That's variance, that's luck kind of kicking in. The Clippers, on a whole, are actually a good three-point shooting team, and it's not just because of Paul George, though he's a very good three-point shooter this year. So they still have some problems there. And if the Clippers hit a normal amount, uh, their normal percentage or close to it, the Pelicans lose this game. And so it's not like they contested all of these threes and forced them into difficult shots and things like that. And that's where you've got to look at this game and not kind of fall into the trap of fool's gold and say, yeah, look at the defense. Things are good. This was a lot of luck involved in force in the Clippers missing those shots. Credit to shutting down Paul George. Like seriously though, credit for shutting down Paul George. There's nothing luck about that. That was them just playing really, really good basketball and doing exactly what they needed to do. But overall, there was a little bit of luck in there. But sometimes you need that. Sometimes you just got to take that. And that's not a problem. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever, but it's kind of something to keep in mind because we've seen that go against the Pelicans more often than it has worked throughout the course of this season. But Najee Marshall, man, really just stepping up, playing really solid basketball overall first time here in New Orleans. Look, getting Paul George, it's not an easy thing to do to defend, let alone for Lonzo Ball either, who's got a different si- you know, size mismatch somewhat there. Good job by both of them and holding their own against a guy who is scorching hot so far this season. So coming up, we're going to keep talking about this game. Big win for New Orleans. What's it mean in the standings? Give you a bit of an update there, what I have as I'm recording this, and talk a little bit more about what they were doing offensively that I thought really worked well in this one as well. So that's coming up here next on Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. So so I did something that I don't normally do, and I I actually really regret it, was I was working on the old Corvette I have, the 76, over the weekend, and I needed a part. I needed a thermostat housing because mine actually cracked. That's what happens with a 45-year-old part. You know, kind of in the moment, need something because I wanted to keep working on it. Ordered one from, it looked online, went to one of those those national chain stores that you've heard of. They found one that they said fit my car. Went in to go pick it up, bring it home. Guess what? It, does, it doesn't fit my car. It's got two little like nubby things on the top that don't really work with the carburetor and the wires coming out of it. But um, it, do, it didn't fit. They said it did. It doesn't actually fit because you know what? They don't really pay that much attention. It was just the thing they had in stock. They sold it to me. And now I have this part that doesn't do me any good. And then I go to rockauto.com right after that. Look at their catalog. Click on the year. Click on the make, the model. Get down to my car. And I can see all of the different ones that they have available. They don't just have one option. They have like six or seven options for it. And then I ordered that one. And it's going to get here. And I'm going to continue to work on the car with the right part. 
Sometimes that convenience doesn't actually matter if it's not a part that fits your car. And that certainly wasn't. And it just delayed me even more kind of because of this. It was stupid. I should have just gone to rockauto.com in the beginning. The part was actually cheaper from them. It's going to fit my car properly. That's exactly what you want. Price and making sure that it fits your vehicle. So rockauto.com, the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Literally everything you could need. Everything you could need. Their catalog is unique and easy to use, and their prices are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Do not spend up to twice as much for the same parts or order parts that don't actually fit your car. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports actions on the go as well. You've got the NFL Draft. The Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Free money when you use promo code LOCKEDON over at BetOnline. BetOnline BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, NFL Draft Week is officially here. The Ravens might shake everything up. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So wrapping up today's show, talking about the Pelicans' big win over the Los Angeles Clippers, 120-103. A real important victory for the Pelicans this one is they kind of have a bit of a pulse now when it comes to the 10th spot, which they are fighting for. Unfortunately, the San Antonio Spurs got a win over Washington, 146-143 in overtime, leaving New Orleans still on the outside looking in, not really making up any ground. But you know what? you got to beat the teams in front of you if you even want to have a chance. And they absolutely did did that last night so nothing really changes there 11 games to go it's gonna be tough not gonna lie but again they control a bit of their destiny with three games coming up against the uh golden state warriors those are going to probably be the most important games for new orleans because that's going to give them a chance to get in they're four games back of the warriors you beat if you beat them three times which Easier said than done, right? With Steph Curry in the MVP conversation to a degree. And you're four games back, but that's three games right there. That eliminates some of the luck that you need. They're four and a half games back of the San Antonio Spurs too. So still have a chance to get in, though still on the outside looking in. But beat the teams, they did. That's a real big deal. So everyone contributed in this game, and that's kind of what you love to see. Even Wenyan Gabriel got into the game, 10 points from him, 2 of 3 from deep. You look at this and see that he played well. And look, it's limited minutes against a Clippers team that mailed this game, and they weren't out there trying. Charles Mockler of Locked On Clippers even said it after the game, where like they, they just weren't interested in this one. And it kind of looked at it and it's like, yeah, it's just one of those games. We've seen that here in New Orleans, right? So I'm not going to make too much of a guy like Wendy and Gabriel, but it's nice to see him get some run and score some points. And you got to wonder, you know, could they have played him over Nicolo Melli early on in the year? And would that have made 
Not a difference, but would that have been an improvement, let's call it. And you could argue maybe yes. Jackson Hayes in this one was really interesting. First half struggled. Second half, really good in terms of defense. He clearly got some coaching in the locker room and started staying sound on guys, learning how to defend a guy like DeMarcus Cousins a little bit better. Cousins was the bright spot, I think, for the Clippers in this game. 16 points from him, 11 rebounds. And at times you saw him really lighting up Jackson Hayes. Hayes was defending him all wrong. He's a big athletic guy. He can spin and get to the rack on you. And when you saw Hayes kind of get into breathing distance on him, he felt that and just put a body into him, spun off him, and immediately scored. And we saw that a couple of times. And then Hayes understood to keep his feet active, to not get that close and force him into doing some more jump shooting. And it worked. Cousins was 0 for 3 from deep in this game. That's what you want him to do. We know that, right? You want him to be a three-point shooter, not a guy that's kind of scoring at you at the rim. And once Jackson Hayes learned that, you saw the feet move better. The footwork was there. Yeah, I like kind of what we saw out of him, and he put in six points as well. And you saw, same for Billy Hurdy and Gomez, right? Like, he gave you quality offensive minutes. He struggled, though, against DeMarcus Cousins. And this is where, whatever you want to think about Steven Adams, we don't need to get into that debate today, and I already kind of gave you my thoughts on all that the other week. You know, you still need a guy like that who can handle some of those players because they exist in the league. And the Pelicans struggled with him for times, Times was okay, but overall, he still managed to kind of light him up. And if it was one of those nights where things were going a little bit better for the Clippers, that could have put them over the edge and ended up with a New Orleans loss and not what you wanted to see. So they did a good job with that. They got very strong three-point shooting in this one. It's amazing what you can do when guys make three-point shots. Brandon Ingram, three of five. Kyra Lewis Jr. off the bench, two of three. Go rookie. Wendy and Gabriel, two of three. Najee Marshall, who's been struggling with that three-point shot recently, two of three. Perfect. It can negate when Eric Bledsoe goes one from four, when Lonzo Ball is three of nine, and three of nine is not terrible. It's not good, but it's not terrible. So getting that three-point shot from other guys, very, very helpful. So I kind of liked the overall performance with this. Guys were ready. They were set when they got the ball. They took those shots. They moved off ball a whole lot better than we'd seen from them in a while. A pretty good night overall for New Orleans and a much-needed victory. Now they got a couple more coming up, and they just got to take care of of business, but that's been the struggle for New Orleans all season long. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.